Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. A hideous, huge, arrogant, sneering, upright reptilian was seen and reported in 2009. Hello, Deborah. I've been listening to your marvellous broadcasts and I feel I should let you know about my own encounter, if that's okay. As it's not a Bigfoot or a werewolf kind of thing, I wasn't sure if it was appropriate to report this to you. And if not, I wondered if you knew of anyone that I could approach with this kind of experience, as it's proving to be a bit isolating. I contacted the witness back and we chatted, and I explained that although I have no real experience with reptoid creatures other than the Lizardman reports or any experience with reptilian beings, I was sure we could help regardless and learn as we go. I also know that many of BBR members and our readers and listeners would also want to help. Many of you, no doubt, already know the information that this witness is seeking, the who or the why. I also contacted some people I know with knowledge in this subject and also knowledge of what it's like to be a witness of something impossible. And I asked the witness if it was okay to share the report in the hope of finding others who had experienced these lizard-like humanoids also. Luckily, permission was given for me to do just that. And I will be helped in the investigation by Steve Coop. And Steve's a well-known researcher in the UFO community here in the Northwest. And Stu Hill, who's my right-hand man at BBR, and he's in the northeast of England. And I could put you in touch with Stu or Steve if you feel that you can help with any information or with future investigations in the field. Now, as I say, the witness contacted me and gave me their experience in their own words, and that's what I'm going to read out now. So very briefly, approximately 10 years ago, I'd worked an evening shift and I was leaving work in Hutton, which is in Preston, Lancashire. I'm now retired, but I've never forgotten this incident and what I saw and experienced that night. In keeping with the normal UK winter evening scene, it was quiet out, there's no people were around anywhere. The place was deserted, as it always was outside the normal working hours of 8am to 6pm. It was about ten past eight in the evening, and as I said, it was a dark winter's night. I was alone, exhausted, and looking forward to getting home. I got in my car and drove it out of the deserted car park. The place I worked at back then was just off the A49 which is lit by street lamps with houses on one side of the road. The same as any area, really, is the edge of most towns in the UK. An ordinary winter's night at the end of a very ordinary day. There was quite a substantial mist farm that evening, but that's not uncommon, as the area is quite rural and there are lots of surrounding fields. And as I say, we live in the northwest of the UK, so it's quite normal for us to have fog or mist in winter. I drove out of the car park and stopped at the giveaway sign at the exit. 
as I was checking, intending to turn right into the next lane in order to go home, I looked to the left, and I looked to the left to check to see if the road was clear or there were any cars pulling out. But when I saw what caught my attention was a large figure sauntering down the middle of the lane, and it was coming towards me. In short, Debbie, it was hideous. It was huge and arrogant and a sneering upright reptilian. It was about eight feet high or more, and it was honed to the peak of physical perfection. It was very fit. I would even say it was sculpted and lean. It was not bulked up at all, and it was unmistakably an intensely powerful predator. I had no doubt about that. It seemed to be male, and it had a reptilian face with scales on its skin, and there seemed to be definite telepathic elements to the whole experience. I could feel it feeding off the sheer terror I was experiencing and it was enjoying doing it. Once I'd managed to get my wits together, which took quite a few seconds, I drove off. I had a clear, uninterrupted view of this creature for some seconds and my view was aided by the light of the street lamps. I am very definite in what I saw that night. And I would love to find anyone else who has experienced this type of being in the UK. So let's go back and have a look at that description again. She said it was hideous, huge, arrogant, sneering, upright, meaning upright on two legs, reptilian. It was about eight feet high or more. It was honed to the peak of physical perfection. And it was very fit. I would even say it was sculpted and lean. It was not bulky at all, and it was unmistakably an intensely powerful predator. Can you imagine being met with that sight? I would dearly love to help this witness if we can. And I know many of you out there will understand their plight. And it's not just seeing something impossible, but it's also having to try and explain the whole incident while half not believing it yourself even though you saw it with your own eyes as plain as day right in front of you. Luckily, I do know a couple of reports that are the same and I'm sure there will be many others. Another report came in on the uh, 23rd sorry, of the 2nd, 2017 and this came in from Clacton-on-Sea in the UK and it's of a seven-foot-tall human with lizard-like skin and I'd like to put a call out to this witness. If you're out there, could you please get in touch? Because obviously we would love to have a chat with you about it. And also to let you know that you are not on your own. There are other people who've seen the same thing. There's very little information on this next report. And I'm hoping, as I say, that the witness will hear our appeal and come forward. We can keep you completely anonymous. It doesn't have to go on the map. You don't have to share it with anybody. But it just may give you some validation that you're not the only one out there that's seen it the report states i was putting out the bin bags in the garden and i'll explain for our non-british listeners that most towns in the uk have a bin delivery what you would just probably call a garbage delivery and it's usually in my town it's on a tuesday so you put everything out at night time on the Monday and they come and pick it up early on the Tuesday morning, if you're lucky. Um, and that's what this witness was doing. So they were putting out the bin bags and they say it's February. So February, 
probably um I don't know about Clacton, but in the north where I am, probably by about 3.34 o'clock, it's quite dark. So even if it was very early evening, like tea time, it would have been dark or dim. Um, and as I say, I was putting out the bin bags in the garden and I heard a noise and it sounded like someone was falling from a tree. I looked over and what I saw, it just looked at me like I was dreaming or something, or something out of a movie. It was about seven feet tall and it looked like a human but with lizard skin. It moved one step closer to me and I backed away from it. And then it changed its entire colour and went completely invisible. And it jumped up into the tree again. And you couldn't see it in the tree but you could see the branches were moving under its weight but I could not see it anymore. It was invisible. And I know my experience sounds messed up, but I know what I saw that day. This report, I feel, also fits with many of what we call the invisible life form cases. <clears throat> we hear of this humanoid shape that can be seen an almost prismatic being. Um, like the creature that you would hear of in the film Predator. Um, that's probably the description that I'm trying to get at. Sometimes referred to as the Glimmer Man due to the way that the light seems to bend with them somehow, making a natural camouflage. Although some believe that they use a the technology to achieve this blending with the environment. Some people call it cloaking. And this cloaking or blending is also mentioned in many of the cryptid reports. An invisible predator, like the ILFs, the invisible life forms, is a predator you can feel, you can smell, you can hear, and you can sense moving around you. You can sense that something's circling you, very close, that you know it's there, but you can't see it. I wonder what's worse. Imagine that, being in that situation. It's dark, something's moving around you, you can hear the noise of its feet on the ground, you can probably feel its breath upon you. And every fibre in your being screams run, but you don't know exactly where it is because you can't see it exactly. And what if you run at that wrong moment and you suddenly become prey, you know? I just don't know what's worse. Not seeing what hunts you or seeing it in its visible state. Something impossible to explain impossible to describe to anyone who has not experienced the same. Now, a British soldier that I got chatting to a number of years ago also saw a reptoid humanoid when he was um, stationed in Germany in 2011. And I met the witness, uh, Tony, a number of years ago, as I say now. I attended um, the Probe UFO conference in St Anne's and that takes place here in the northwest. And I was lucky enough to get chatting with him. And we did swap contact details and we were chatting on WhatsApp. But sadly, I lost my phone and I've never been able to get back in contact with him. So I'm hoping not only to help these fellow witnesses, but also to reach out to Tony and ask him to get in touch if he's out there. Now, I'm sure he'll be interested to know that there are others here in the UK who have experienced a very similar experience to his own. And as I say, Tony's from the northwest region of the UK and he joined the military when he was 20 
back in 2008. And his experience happened when he was stationed at Barker Barracks in Paderborn, which is in Germany. And that was back in January of 2011. And he slept on the second floor of Block 2. That was his barracks. Now, there were two other soldiers sleeping in the same room as him. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was one Saturday morning and Tony awoke alone in the room. One of his roommates had been out drinking all night and he'd not returned to the room. And the other roommate had spent the night with his girlfriend. So Tony had the room to himself. He thinks the time must have been around 9am, but he didn't check the clock, which is understandable considering what he was faced with. He was laying in bed facing the window and the morning sun was in his eyes and it was far too bright so he rolled over away from the glare. When he did this rolling motion, he immediately became aware of a six-foot-tall, lizard-like being standing about one to five metres away from him at the edge of the bed. Now, it was slightly transparent and it was standing on two legs and it was slightly hunched over him. The skin on its arms and legs were covered in green scales, although the chest area was much smoother. It had a lizard-like protruding nose and mouth and the eyes had vertical slits within them. Now, the being was largely unclothed, other than a belt around its waist. And around that belt was what looked like silver-coloured cylinders. Now, Tony estimates there were about 12 of these cylinders, and each of them was approximately two and a half centimetres wide by about five centimetres long, and they were positioned upon the belt. Now, this being, I believe, is what some refer to as a reptilian or a reptoid and in some cases as a lizard humanoid. Although back in 2011, Tony was not aware of this. He really struggled with the encounter, and I know he looked everywhere for others who had witnessed the same. When I met him, he had attended the conference in the hopes of finding some answers. He was very clearly nervous, but at that stage, he had no understanding of what he'd seen or where to report it to go, and he just kept silent about it. So when Tony saw this reptilian being leaning over him, he froze, not knowing what to do. He was both shocked and puzzled by the presence of this strange being. He didn't shout out for help as he was trying to process what was taking place. Now the reptilian stood still also, and although Tony could see it breathing, he felt to him that it was surprised that he'd woken up. They stared at each other for a minute and then he suddenly felt drowsy and dropped off to sleep again. It was as though the being had imprinted the thought to go to sleep into his mind. Now, a short while later, Tony estimates around 10 or 15 minutes had passed, he awoke again. The being was no longer present in the room and he lay still in bed for around 10 minutes trying to process what had taken place. In the end, he worked up the courage to get up. 
He picked up a small blunt object to use as a weapon and he cannot remember exactly what it was now. He then began searching all around the room, half expecting the being still to be present. And he did draw the being that he saw. He draws an image and it is very reptilian looking. Scaly skin with a belt around the waist and very muscular and what we would say toned physique, as the first witness reported. After a while of searching, looking for this thing, he discovered it had gone. Tony went over to his laptop and the word reptile kept coming into his mind, but he didn't know why. He searched for the word on the internet and up came some pictures of the reptilians. And on seeing the similarity of the drawings to what he'd witnessed, he briskly closed the laptop, quite unnerved and shocked and confused by the, the whole experience. Now, the reality that others were reporting the same type of being that had been seen was quite shocking and frightening for him, as it is for many witnesses to strange and impossible sights, myself included. Seeing others or validating your report can make the whole thing just a bit too real for some people, and they choose to push the incident away and try to forget about it. But I don't think that this was an option for Tony. And not long, long afterwards, he left the room and he went about his normal morning duties and just tried to put it all behind him. He didn't speak about the incident with any of the soldiers as he felt they just wouldn't believe him. A number of years later, in May of 2014, Tony decided to inform his superiors about the incident. He told two lieutenants and his sergeant. One lieutenant put it down to a dream. The others suggested he should speak with a doctor. His sergeant claimed to believe his story, but could offer no further advice on the matter. Now, I'm quite sure that there will be other witnesses to these reptilian or reptoid-looking humanoids. I do remember, I think it's Ben Walgate, who had an experience when he was on a school trip as a young boy in the UK... He was on a coach trip, as many of us would remember, and he saw what he described as a green, not the green as in, man as in the Woodbridge Green Man, a very reptilian or reptide-looking creature. Um, and I know that the Sinclair twins have had very, you know, many, many encounters with these reptilian-type beings. It's not my area of expertise at all. I'm completely out of my depth with this one. And I just want to do as much as I can to help these witnesses. So all I know to do is to do what I did with the Bigfoot witnesses at first, and that's to find others of them and get them together and get them chatting so that they know they're not alone. And we had to do the same with, the, you know, the Dogman and the uh, Wolfman witnesses, and we'll just do the same for the witnesses to the reptilians. And I would imagine that there are hundreds of them because there are hundreds of reports of UFOs coming in. There are hundreds of reports of lights and photographs and images that are being sent to us. Now we're willing to take them. And there just seem to be this misnomer that BBR only does Bigfoot, you know, our werewolf stories. We don't. If you've got an experience that you don't understand or you're struggling to find your voice with or, you know, you want to get it out there, just get in touch and we will do our absolute best. And, and if we can't help you, then we'll reach out and we'll find somebody that will. 
we're quite a large organisation now, luckily, so that's lots and lots of members, and it's everybody that those members know and everybody that their friends know, and I'm sure we can find somebody in a similar situation. But I wonder just how many others there are in the UK or worldwide who've seen or witnessed the same kind of creature, this being or lizard or reptilian light with scaly skin, upright and bipedal, thickly muscled or the witnesses to the dog-like creatures that have tails and a snout and upright ears and ape-like creatures that are half humanoid and are often described as look like a cross between a man and an ape if you have or you know anyone who's experienced this please get in touch even a confidential report could give these witnesses a clue or a place to start looking for answers Sometimes something that you noticed or remember could be a huge hint or fill in a gap or memory for them. As I'm new to this subject, I'll have to learn along with the rest of you or, you know, the rest of the people that don't know. Um, But I'm willing to do that in the hopes of finding answers. Because, as I say, there aren't just witnesses to creatures. You've got these invisible life forms, as we discussed There's a case of a paranormal team sat within a van in a field waiting because they've had numerous accounts of courting couples out there in the fields being disturbed by strange phenomena and out they go and they're in the van and they hear something coming to the van and they hear it bend down and look in, they can hear it breathing, they can hear it footsteps but they can't see it, it's completely invisible and they hear it move away from the van and walk off into the mist Um, And there's another case, exactly the same, um, very, well, more or less the same, with this heavy breathing creature that walks... I mean, we put the word creature to it because we don't really know what word to put to it. And I suppose the paranormal realm have a word for it and the UFO realm will have a word for it and the cryptid researchers will have a word for it because you've got to go off what the witness thinks. So... If the witness thinks that what's in there is some kind of extraterrestrial life form, then they will report it in that way. Um, it's much, very much like, like the wild man reports where they get lost to um, UFO groups and they get lost to paranormal groups. Well, it happens, you know, vice versa. I think we just don't know what's out there um, and who to report it to. So the more people that come forward with, with these reports that will give us a a really good idea and I can think of lots of the river valleys that have these invisible life forms as we call them they also have the UFO reports they have the reports of the creatures they have the old and ancient sites they all seems to be tying together somehow Um, and if you want to help us do that investigate online or in the field please get in touch and we will pop you on the members map you don't have to go on the members map it's you know purely up to you whether you do or you don't but it will just give you the access to other members across the uk who like to have a chat online or you know listen to the same podcasts as you or meet up in the field um and becoming a member also entitles you to the early podcast and patron and things like that but it also gets you the monthly email and in the monthly email you get any new report or sighting that's come in 
Um, any if there's any meets or conferences, anything, anybody's putting something in across the country, we add that into the email and pop it out to you. Just email me at debbiehatswell at gmail.com and I will get somebody to get it sorted for you. So, thank you for tuning in and listening, and thank you to our patrons and our supporters and our members at BBR and all of our listeners and readers because without you we wouldn't have an audience for what we do and we're incredibly grateful um and i would like to wish you all a wonderful new year and let's you know make 2020 a wild one so good evening everyone and good night lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.